Now, the Reserve Bank says the tide has turned against housing being a one-way bet for investment. And once again, the central bank is also predicting a drop in house prices, this time of around 15%. With us now is housing commentator Ashley Church. Evening, Ashley. G'day, Heather. I don't think I've spoken to you since little Iggy was born, but I've um, been watching his progress on Facebook, and he's very cute. Oh, Ashley, straight to my heart <laughs> with that. Yes, he is. Thank you for saying that. Now, uh, what do you reckon, Reserve Bank, right or wrong here? Oh, wishful thinking. Wishful thinking on their part. Not the first time either. They've they've engaged in a a, a series of, of statements which are essentially wishful thinking over the last couple of years, either because they actually believe this stuff and simply don't know what they're uh, what they're talking about, or because they're trying to talk the market down and, and influence. And I'm not entirely sure which of those it is, but so it's not going to happen. I mean, the inference from um, uh, and I forgot the guy's name here, but the inference uh, Rob, uh, from Rob from yes is is that uh, that that uh, property as an asset class is going to be less. Uh, attractive to investors going forward. He gives a whole range of reasons, and he's really just regurgitating here the same reasons that uh, both the Reserve Bank and other commentators have tried to use to talk down property, not just over the last couple of years, but over the last couple of decades, to, to no real effect. Look, and the, the reality is that as long as interest rates are, are reasonably benign, and even at their current levels, they're you know they're historically much much lower than they were 20 or 30 years ago, and as long as property continues to appreciate in value, which it will. Uh, people will continue to invest in it. I guess the question is, at what point does it stop being a super attractive investment, Ashley? Um, at the point when uh, leverage is no longer available, by which I mean the ability to borrow uh, money against the property over and above what you're putting it into it yourself. And that's a, that's a huge um, advantage and attraction to investors over and above other forms of investment. So what I mean by that is if you borrow to buy a house and you've got uh, you know, $40, you can borrow another 60 even if you're an investor. You can't do that with any other class of investment. And what that means is that even if the, the return on the house isn't as good as it might be on another form of investment, overall it's still better because because you've got that leverage, you can borrow more. Um, but uh, the other thing that would, would change it over time is if it's if the return on property, i.e. the capital growth, dropped to the point where it simply wasn't attractive anymore. And that may well happen in 30 or 40 years. It's certainly not looking like it's going to happen at the moment. No, and what do you put that down to? Is it the shortage? Um, no, I don't. In fact, it's two things. It's the cost of money, and that's the cost of money from the primary driver of capital growth over the last 40 years. There's virtually no doubt in my mind over that. If you look at what's happened with interest rates since the 80s, and you look at what's happened with house prices since the 80s, there's kind of a causal link between the two. They cross each other. One, one's going down and one's coming up. Um, and so as long as that relationship continues to exist, house prices will continue to increase. There are some other factors, but they're much less important. There's things like population. There are things like supply. There are things like um, uh, the uh, immigration stats and a thing called average household occupancy where fewer people are living in houses, so we need more of them. But the primary driver for a long period of time has been the cost of money, the, the interest rates equation. Do you reckon one of the things that Peter Conway said this morning when he was talking to Hosking about it was um, part of the problem is just financial literacy, right? It's really easy for us to grasp the concept of putting money into a house because we all do eventually if we can afford it to live in it and then we see that we make a gain on it and so you, you basically understand the concept. Whereas it's a little bit more difficult to understand if you're doing the right thing when it comes to your sharesies or anything else. Has he got a point there? 
He has got a point, um, but this, so he's quite right in the respect that it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward and people can understand it. But there's another element to that that he may have glossed over, and that is the volatility of those investments. So, yeah. if, you know, even the most basic of people, if you look at what's happened to property over the last 40 years, you can make a pretty clear assumption that it's gone up in value, even though it might have had the odd blip up and down. Whereas with other forms of investment, shares, for example, massive volatility, massive changes in the value of those shares. And it just, for, for, for conservative old Kiwis, it's just too risky. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, it's so good to talk to you, Ashley. I really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Ashley Church, housing commentator.